0: Why did you come out in the first place? Elijah wasn't talking about going back to the world, but he was talking about going on with the Father. The enemy is applying pressure to us because he wants us to go back. He wants us to give up on God. And any time that we give up on God, that means God, you know, we, he has stolen another, part of, uh, another person from God's creation. He's told, told God, you know what, I got him. All I did was apply enough pressure. All I did was uh, allow enough stuff to... To happen let me tell you something life is like an obstacle course can y'all get with that can you see that it is like an obstacle course because there are many things that gets in your way and amen sometimes when you're running an obstacle course you don't necessarily know what is already what is there but you got to be prepared to do anything you got to be prepared, amen, to speak a word. you got to be prepared, amen, to find the word to gets you through it. And you know what is defeating us? Because we don't have enough word. And the enemy is coming because he knows how to, he knows the word. The word says he knows it and it, he trembles. But let me share something with you. Because he tweaks the word to fit what he wants to fit. Many of us are not losing because we don't have the word. It's because the enemy is tweaking the word to make us think we can do this or that. That we can go the other way. That we can, we can do the other stuff. As long as we're doing it in Jesus' name. God doesn't quit. Quit means to relinquish. He wants you to relinquish your post in God. Amen. He wants you to stop serving the Lord. He wants you to give up as in defeat. I don't know about you. I am not defeated. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, if you told me I couldn't do something, I was going to prove to you that I could. And we need to prove to the enemy that we can make it. We need to prove to the enemy, amen, that no matter what comes our way, in 1 Corinthians, you all can go there, and I'm going to paraphrase. 1 Corinthians uh, fourth 4, uh, verses 14 through 18, listen here, the stuff that you're going through, they are light afflictions. They have come to work for you. Your trials are making you. I know you don't understand that. You're saying, why am I going through that? Because God is taking some stuff out of you. We may not always be able to recognize at the moment what God is taking out of us. Amen. But when we're going through things, amen, these things are working on our behalf to get stuff, amen, that's not pleasing to God out of our lives. He calls it light afflictions. So what you're going through is something light. I know it feels like the weight of the world is against you and you know what especially when our money is not right it is amazing what money satisfies. It satisfies a lot of things but you know what when you don't have all the money that you want you still got to know how to have joy you still got to know how to have peace you still got to know how to amen be have long suffering and kindness and gentleness and all of those things amen you still got to know how to maintain that amen when you don't have it amen when you don't have it that's when you give God the praise, amen, thanking God, amen, for everything that you have need of. And when we do have it, I want it so I can bless the kingdom. We can take care of the kingdom. Y'all don't give up. It's not time to give up. Let me go to First Corinthians. There's a couple points I want to share with you in there. God began to give Elijah some instructions that uh, he was supposed to do along the way. 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 1 Corinthians 4. Let me see. It says... uh, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 4. Yep. Are you there? 14. 2 Corinthians four, fourteen. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound, uh, redound of the, to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man uh, perish. Yet the en- inward man is renewed day by day. Understand this. The stuff that is coming is to cause the outward man to perish. So that the inward man can be renewed day by day. You know what? There are a lot of times that we, re- we rely on this outer man, what we can do. Amen. But we're supposed to look at what God can do. We're supposed to go and seek him. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. And all these things shall be what? Added unto you as we seek in the kingdom. We're supposed to look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We're supposed to go to him. Uh, 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 trusting in the Lord, uh, believing that God is able to do and meet every need that we have, amen, seeking his face about what I'm supposed to do, about whatever my situation is. And, And if I would go to God, it would give me the stability that I need that I don't have to give up on the mission. I don't have to quit. You know what? You may not be victorious in every situation, but you ought to have some victory in your life that you can look back said God is able to do this and that and you know what even where you feel like you fail if you still maintain your sanity if you still calling on the name of the Lord I want to submit to you this morning you are still victorious in Christ stuff that goes on in our life things that happen to us are not designed to make us give up but they are designed to draw us closer you know what if we begin to go before the Lord allow God, amen, to deal with our hearts and to deal with us and be honest with God and tell him maybe you're walking in discouragement but you don't have to walk in discouragement because the word comes to encourage us. And we need to get the attitude that David had. David said, amen, I'm going to pat my own self on the back, amen. I'm going to have this word word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I'm going to talk to myself about myself, about the victory that I've had. When David came to meet Goliath, he didn't just say, oh, that's a giant I'm gonna take him down he said God was with me when I slayed the bear when I slayed the lion you got to go back and look at what God have done for you where God have bought you from to understand that God can take you through this as well and he was able to do what overtake the giant what giants have you overtaken? If you have not overtaken the giant in your life, you got to learn to go back and give God some praise. He praised God all through it because even when he chose his rocks, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Hey Amen. You need to talk to the devil like he have no authority over you. You need to talk to him like he belongs up under your feet, not like you got to go and get permission from him because God has given us the permission. Decree and declare what you're going to have, and ye shall have it. And when we decree and declare it, then we gotta uh, speak the word that will uh, uh, cause it to manifest in our lives. You know what? We will decree and declare something, and as soon as we declare and decree and declare it, we'll speak something negative about it. You just made what you said null and void. I'm learning something about Landon. I can't remember. I think, I don't know if it was before he was born or right after he was born. The Lord gave me a, a vision. I mean, I wasn't asleep. It was a vision. In the vision, we, he and I, was, he wasn't even walking because, like I said, I don't know if he was born or was he uh, walking. But in the vision, he was walking. And we were walking into the PX. And the Lord told me, he said, you're going to have to have a switch early for him. I mean, clear as day. I told my husband, I told Michelle, and I told a few others. I was like, this is what the Lord showed me about this child. And believe it, he just turned a year old, and I know I got to have a switch early. You see it. I see it already. I said, Lord, you do not steer us wrong. Listen here. If we would take heed to what God shows us before the situation, that when the situation approaches itself, you won't get discouraged by it.
1: Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel
0: of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Come we worship with us. Enter the, the of Faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 pick and Road,
1: Leesville, Louisiana.
0: Where God is praise. first, we don't and people we want always. it. We want to disregard it. Want it. But God prepares us. Welcome to the
1: Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton. Bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. It's time to evaluate. And so, when, going back to Matthew 13, when they were sowing the good seeds, at the same time the enemy was sowing the bad seeds. I want to show you something that's very important. Don't react to things that you see and hear about. My, my, my. my. This message is so good, I can feel it in my spirit. Touch somebody and say, don't react react. to what you see see. and what you hear. hear. Because it's a setup. When the servants saw That there were wheat, or there were tares coming up among the wheat. Uh They wanted to immediately uproot the tares. But see, you got to follow the master. The master knows what to do with his vineyard. See, your flesh wants to react right away. Your flesh wants to say something. Your flesh wants to give people a piece of your mind. If your flesh wants to operate in anger and... Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, they they had a pretty good, you know, the end result, they had the end result in mind. They wanted the tears out, but their method of doing it was not right. Watch this. Jesus said, or the the person over this this vineyard said, in verse, um, verse 29, Say, don't do it. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Don't pull up the tears right now. Don't pull up the tears right now. Wait. Wait. Don't don't make a decision right now. You're under stress. Wait. You're under pressure. Wait. Don't don't don't, nah, don't pull it up. Don't just be still. be still. Be still and know that God is God. Yeah, yeah. He says, because the the way if if you try to pull up the tares right now, you're going to root up also the wheat. My God. My God. My God. Let me work with this for a moment. Hold yeah. I work with this. Yeah. Just imagine, if you will, this is in a dash, you know, uh, you see a baby in a tub and uh, there's water in the tub. And then you notice that all of a sudden the water gets dirty. Well, you can't throw out the baby with the water. I mean, have you ever heard that expression? Yes. Oh, my God. Some of you, you take the whole tub and you, you get strong and you rip it out the wall and you just throw the baby in the water, baby in the water going out. Yes. See, that's what happens when people make decisions in their flesh. Yes. They see a good thing connected to a bad thing. And instead of appropriately dealing with the bad thing, they end up destroying the good thing too. Oh, God, I... I I can't even. <laughs> yes, indeed. Jesus said, just be patient. Yeah. Just be patient. Let them both grow together. On, In life, things will grow together. Yeah. You're going to have the wheat. You're going to have the tares growing together. In life, in marriages, there would be things growing together. There would be the good things growing. There would be the bad things growing. Come on, in friendships, in churches, in ministries, there would be things growing together. But you cannot throw the baby out with the bad water. You've got to learn how to make a God-intelligent decision that's based in wisdom. Because notice that he says, at harvest time. Somebody say harvest time. Notice what's going to happen at harvest time. He says, uh, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. So point number one was to evaluate your life, to see whether or not you are in faith. Because if you are not in faith, you're going to do something in fear. You're going to do something out of your flesh. You're going to do something out of your emotions that you're going to eventually regret. But when you are...